For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 664. We're into August. It's August 2nd, 2021. The high on this day was 99 degrees in 1988, another drought year, and 46 degrees in 1971. Meanwhile, this long, luxurious swimming season continues. If you'd like clearer water on your lake, beachfront, or pond, let Aquaside help you get the muck out with Aqua Clear pellets. They're organic. They eat up that dead junk that's on the bottom of the lake, and the next thing you know, you're looking at that rippled sand and Love gin that. clear water. Those uh, products are organic. They don't harm the fish, the birds, the plants, or the humans. I've done it. I've used it. You've done it? I've done it. You can watch a video of me getting the muck out at my sister's place. We'll, we've put a link on the GL Facebook and Twitter feed. Get the muck out with Aquaside pellets from the Aquaside Company, White Bear Lake. Call them at 1-800-328-9350. Or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Souchere. Was uh, Mayberry was the town in the Andy Griffith show, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, Sanibel informs me that, well, Mayberry was very peaceful and quiet uh, because nobody was married. Uh, Andy, Aunt B, Barney, Floyd, Howard, Goober, Gomer, Sam, Ernest T. Bass, Helen, Thelma Lou, Clara, and of course Opie were all single. Did not even realize well, that. Well, Opie was a kid. Right. Why would he be right. married? Right, but everybody in the cast was... Oh, that's true. Except the only married person was Otis, and he stayed drunk. But it was Oh, saw where that was going. And recall, we were wondering uh, that Fahrenheit, obviously the name comes from the founder, the inventor, a guy named Fahrenheit. Right. Well, uh, of course, our emailers do all the work for us, and Christopher Hill writes, this is what I found. The Celsius scale is now is named in honor of Anders Celsius, a Swedish astronomer who designed, designed a similar temperature scale. Before 1948, when the scale was renamed Celsius, it was known as the centigrade scale. However, the terms Celsius and centigrade don't mean precisely the same thing. A centigrade scale is one which has 100 steps, such as the degree units between freezing and boiling water. The Celsius scale is thus an example of a centigrade scale. There you go. All right, I just like to copy those things up. And I mentioned the drought. And uh, what does this say? Like you, I have a, uh, this is John. Uh, like you, I have a vague memory of the 1988 drought. I remember most, uh, I remember most that it was a vast drought and Yellowstone Park had a huge fire. I don't remember droughts from 1963 and 1983. But then I recalled that in the summer of 1964, President Lyndon Johnson was coming to Minneapolis and they wanted him to visit Minnehaha Falls. The trouble was it had been so dry that the falls were virtually bone dry. 
arrangements were made to have water brought in and pumped over the falls. I assume that was a very dry period of time extending back to that 1963 drought. Interesting. I looked it up. It was June 28, 1964, that LBJ made his stop at the falls. In June of 2014, the falls were so raging with water. Well, we took a bunch of kids over to look. It was unprecedented uh, running of the falls, Minnehaha Creek. Uh, and, and Jesse has a great point. I think we should put some funds and studies into how we could teach, how we could better teach Earth to operate on our calendar cycle. <laughs> Maybe there isn't enough rain right now because Earth is not aware that it's off schedule. Comical that we would even measure rain in weeks, months, or years and attempt to derive some cause for concern. The climate disciples who claim to better understand to be more in tune with Earth and would decree we change our lives for it don't even seem to understand that it doesn't operate on our schedule. It does what it do, and we just live here. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking that the uh, Earth could be attempting to correct its problem now with the pandemic, but we can't have that. But I would, you know, instead of a drought in June and July, I'd rather take my drought in January and February. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. (laughs) Throw me some snow in December. You know, play around a little little bit. Christmas, yeah. Right, Right. then let's drought it. Then once the first hits, boom, I'm done. Right. (laughs) But we've often said a lot of these knuckleheads that believe in this, they must have some perfect day in mind. They they must believe. (laughs) It all goes back to we shouldn't face any obstacles in our lives. But we That's why the government's here to help us, Joe. Mm -hmm. How is everybody today? Hey, how was your weekend? (laughs) Boy, did I get asked that a lot. I was at the dentist last what the hell? Thursday. Okay. Got any plans for the weekend? No, come on. Uh, I said no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Are we supposed to have a conversation while both oh of your hands are in my mouth? You're going to the car show. Oh. Are you having a are you having a good summer? I just kept thinking of Kenny. He would have probably got up and busted the window. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, just pull them all out and shut up. Yeah. How are you, Kenny? Uh, so the guy at the convenience store every Monday, same thing. What you up to today? Not <laughs> here. Just damn I just, uh, So it's uh, I give them the usual, staying out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. Did you order this weather? No, it wasn't <laughs> me. I didn't do it. Okay, I'll see you around. Hot right. enough for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same old cliches every Monday. The worst is the, uh, I think I told you guys, this is when you go to the bank now, because they have all of your information, of course. Sure. It's, uh, I got one a, a while back. At, oh, I see your birthday's coming up. Really? Oh, and I just, I looked no, at her and I just thought, really? Kenny, you we shouldn't. have to go down this path? Yeah, you shouldn't, though, as an icebreaker, Kenny, you shouldn't say, as your first line, oh, where's the bathroom? <laughs> That's probably what tips him off. Then, because you know where the bathroom is, you're just engaging in conversation. Uh, I usually say, "Don't go in the bathroom." <laughs> I want to let that one breathe right. for a minute. I've been thinking about John Thompson, uh, who quite clearly is going to survive all of these behavior problems he's exhibited. It's maddening, and no one's going to do anything about it. You know, the governor covers himself by saying, I, I think he should resign. But that's all Walls is going to do. He's not going to spearhead it. And Melissa Hortman, oh, I think he should resign. You, you don't really. Otherwise, you do something about it. So what we got to do, we got to make sure that DFL is represented by John Thompson, that the D, he is the face of the DFL. 
He's the face of the DFL party in Minnesota, whose standards are so lax now, mm. they're going to let this corrupt individual be in the legislature. Then I read this really disingenuous letter to the editor yesterday by a guy named Marshall Tannock, who's an attorney. Oh, well, uh, Thompson's voters are the only ones who can determine whether he should resign or not. They can get rid of him at the polls. Well, Tannock knows perfectly well that the 3,000 people who voted for Thompson don't know a thing about him and only voted for him because it says DFL. Because he's a lefty. So we we got to get the DFL party known as the John Thompson party. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that would bother them. That, see, that's what I was just going to say. I don't. I don't think it, it would matter. It was. It was Kelsey, right? That said, if he ran again, he'd yeah. win by a wider margin, and he's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's developing the followers now. He has agreed to apologize. Oh, sure. To Lucero, he's agreed to, but that that he's been given more civility than he's ever willing to give anyone right. else. Right. Uh, yeah, and Lucero bit hard on that hook, didn't he? Yeah. Wow. Well, I suppose he was sensitive to it. He's why wouldn't you speak hard on it? Speaker Melissa Hortman, Governor Tim Walls are among the top DFLers in the, among the top John Thompson DFLers in the state who have called for Thompson's resignation. Betty McCollum and DFL party chair Ken Martin have also released statements saying the DFL John Thompson should resign. Decades-old allegations of domestic abuse surfaced. We know all that. During a debate on the House floor last session, Thompson accused Representative Eric Lucero, a Republican of Dayton, of being a racist. Because uh, that's what Thompson does. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any argumentative skills. Lucero uh, filed an ethics complaint, which was heard by a House committee. On Friday, Thompson agreed to a formal apology for the statements. His apology for his comments made on the House floor were not the reason why we asked for him to resign, and this does not cover the whole situation, Winkler said. Okay, so I don't think that apology has taken place yet. Do you think it ever will, or do you think this is just speak right now? No, it will. It, it will, but it'll be arranged for him, and he'll be given uh, plenty of time, and uh, he'll have enough time to figure out some wording that would kind of let him off the hook a little bit, yeah. and uh, and his popularity continues to grow with people who think he's just been victimized by evil white police departments. I'm more, what has he done? He hasn't done a damn thing. But he's the face of the DFL. Boy, and they, you, they made that known in Hugo. If, yeah. you, if you can force, if you can, not force, if you can proceed with that, and that catches on, that is so telling and so horrible. I think there would be pushback from the lifetime union uh, men and women that are still just voting DFL no matter what, saying, this is not my oh. party. You know what? That's an excellent point. I, I agree, Rook. Well, wouldn't you say the same thing, Such? Yeah. This this has got to leave a bad taste in the mouth of true DFLers, the blue collars, the workers, the guys out there putting in 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, none of whom, by the way are represented the way they might expect to be represented. Right. None of them are being represented by the by the DFL of the 1960s. Right. No. They're right. being they're being represented by Mysterians. Woke Mysterians who live in the salon and have nothing to do with the guy putting plumbing parts together. Nothing. No. Right. The whirlpool plant. And and John Thompson's the face of that. He's not uh, he's not uh in touch with Blue-collar America, even though he has a blue-collar past as a machinist, apparently. 
he's he's the face of the DFL party. And let's look at it this way too: all of these incidents that have already happened with him. You think this is going to stop? I don't. No, we should have an over-under. On, uh, remember the Vikings had the purple triangle where they got in trouble <laughs> yes. at various points oh, in the sure. Metro? Yep. Yep. We should have a John Thompson triangle. <laughs> When's his next arrest? We should have a date over-under date on that. Is he in court again today? Do we I know? I think he's in court today. Okay. With his no. temper, I, I, and I don't wish you know, ill will on anybody, I don't know how he can avoid it because it, doesn't, it seems like it doesn't take much to prompt him. Sure. To, yep. uh, if that was anybody else, they would have anger management recommended for them. No one's going to say anything to this guy. Yeah, you're right. Let's go down the rookie road. I like this way of thinking. So we know what the old DFL stood for. We were all raised with that in our face. And we're saying now John Thompson is the new face of the DFL, and they stand for, I'm thinking, threats of violence, um, tearing down the flag, government programs, disrespect no re- of authority, free money, right? No cops, no mm-hmm. cops. Which, ironically enough, were a extreme, were an extremely, and still are strong union. Right. Okay, Kenny. Yes. There's, there's, yes. I mean, every oh, I don't know how any one. cop could vote DFL. Right. How can you? John right. Thompson's your guy. Kenny, if you want to put one, a one-word label on it, you basically just encompassed a bunch of a variety of different things. We should just call it infrastructure. Isn't yeah. that yeah. basically well, what? I think Joe actually <laughs> nailed it 100 years ago when he labeled it the mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are that's what they are. They are the mystery. Because right. we can't figure them out, damn it. Oh, we can figure them out. Well, we can't figure out why they think that way. Well, that's because what we can't there, out. there's no moral and ethical integrity, and that's not limited to DFLers. That goes. I mean, we just had a long presidency right, of true. no moral and ethical integrity. Uh, it, it's just a, a serious decline in the country, and there are deep thinkers. I'm not prepared to bring them on yet because it's earth shattering. But there are deep, deep thinkers who think this country really doesn't have much longer to exist. Right, and it's it can be compared to Rome. You know, the old saying, uh, people fiddled while Rome burned. Well, we're fiddling, and the country's burning. Uh, Some of us and, are. Literally and yeah. figuratively. And, and there are deep, deep thinkers who are, are, are saying and pointing out the decline of moral and ethical integrity across the board, and they are insisting that this grand experiment doesn't have much longer. It's barely recognizable now in some fashion. It's barely recognizable in some areas. Education has become ruinous. That's those, those, those academies are quite literally failed. People are borrowing obscene amounts of money to go to the failed academy. Yeah. And then what will that do? That will inspire the government to help them, to pay it back. You know. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Then I want my check because I paid for my kids to go to school. Where's my money? Right. Uh, <clears throat> Your timing is off, sir. $100 for a COVID shot. Got it. University of Wisconsin is going to give $7,000 scholarships to vaccinated students. You are kidding me. They're going to take 500 grand pot and divvy it up among students who get vaccinated. Either get vaccinated or arrive vaccinated. Yeah, seven grand scholarships. Has the world gone mad? Yes, it has. It really has. There's a there's tremendous. Uh, well, here you want another example? I do. Wait, go back really quick before you move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. The Wisconsin deal is that UW saying, or is it a statewide deal? No, it's UW Madison. That's a uh, 
Isn't that a uh, state-run organization? Yes. Okay. So that's the taxpayers. And I did talk to a labor attorney yesterday, and I had one question. Do employers have the right to demand of their employees that they be vaccinated? And he said, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. That would be a condition of your working agreement. Okay. If you want to escape all of this, I'm going to tell you some crazy stuff when we come back. But in the meantime, picture this in your mind. What do you got? The beautiful nature up at Giants Ridge where they have the Corey and the Legend uh, golf courses, two of the great public golf courses in the country. And they have uh, group golf rates for groups of eight or more, including customized tournament packages. They'll help you put that together. The current status, are we quitting or are you still? I quit again yesterday. Yeah, where are we? Got it. Okay, okay. You left quit it again yesterday. And they have a great 37-hole special. Play the Legend and the Corey. That's 36 holes of Minnesota's best golf, plus lunch on them between rounds for one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. But as I've told you, it's, it's much more than golf. It's, it's the best golf, but it's more than that for all the people in your gang who might not be golfing. There's water recreation and hiking and biking and the newest and largest lift serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. There's uh, great uh, course flyovers, 3D course flyovers you can find at GiantsRidge.com. And you can learn more and book tee times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling them at 218-865-8030. Hey guys, it's Reavers here for my friends at Everest Men's Health. Let me ask you a question. Have you experienced any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength, enjoyment of life, libido, or have you also had a strong feeling of sleepiness after dinner? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was having some of those same feelings, and I finally decided to do something about it, and now's the time for you to do something about it as well. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. Whether it's signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every area important to a men's health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. Everest provides a wonderful, comfortable environment. It's not intimidating like other medical clinics. The staff is wonderful and caring, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and will refer you to a specialist if needed. Guys, the time is now to take those first steps to a better you. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule an appointment. And to celebrate the opening of their third location in Egan, you can call today to schedule your $30 testosterone test during the month of July at any of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. Again, go online to EverestMensHealth.com and take the first steps to a better you. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I know a guy. This guy says to me, uh, much to my dismay, he says to me, why is Aim High Construction, MN.com, advertising on GL if they're so bleeping busy? Well, why indeed, sir? Why is Spencer Grundhofer advertising on GL? Why does anybody advertise on GL? We make, your, we make your life miserable. <laughs> yep. Because they, they want to get busy and they want to stay busy. And Chris Miller and his crew at Aim High Construction, they are busy. That's because they can tackle any job just about any job at least aim high construction can and will they're going to help you with design cons- consultation i i always want to mispronounce that one i always stumble on consultation uh so if you've been thinking and dreaming about a brand new kitchen or maybe that gross ba- uh, basement 
Give them a call. They're your guys. They're a full-service construction company. Quality and service, quality service, that's their deal. And they do the gig. New roof, yes. Siding, concrete, garages, yes, yes, and yes. What do you got? What do you need? Aim High can do that and that and that one too. And that's why it'd be a good idea to get in touch with aimhighconstructionmn.com and discuss getting on that schedule today. Aim High Construction. Did you guys happen to see the photo uh, of uh, me and uh, one of the kids I used to have in her family posing with Ryan McDonough with the Stanley Cup? I did, Cup? certainly you did, did see that. You Ryan tweeted Ma- it. Ryan McDonough of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning had the Stanley <laughs> Cup at Creighton Durham Hall High School Saturday afternoon. That's so cool. And I never pass up a chance to see the Cup, so I, I did two things. I wore my Hill hat, because Hill was, was, was a constant thorn in the side of Cretan. Right. But that was way before Ryan's time. And then I brought him to show him uh, my, uh, my favorite sports photo, my, maybe one of my favorite photos, period, an autographed picture of Maurice Richard holding the cup, embracing the cup. So I showed it to him. I said, man, you're on the same cup as this guy. And he said, I know. Isn't it great? And uh, so you, they moved the line along pretty good. Yep. And you get your picture taken. No autographs. Nope. Uh, you may touch the cup, but you couldn't lift it. So then the next thing I know, another kid I used to have and her husband and a 10-month-old. They te- tweeted, texted or tweeted out a picture. Instagram. Of Ryan holding the 10, 10-month-old kid. No. Who is the daughter of my daughter who doesn't know what a puck is. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, just smart enough to be moved by the... Uh, the and, and then wouldn't it be great if they would have put the kid in the cup? That would have been cool. Yes. Uh, but yes. but I think she's too her butt's too big to have fit in the top of the cup. Sure. But, and you don't want to break the top y- of the yeah, cup. Yeah, you'd be in big trouble. Got it. Got it. In big trouble. Yeah, so, that was really neat. Yeah. Let me get this straight. You show up with a picture? Yeah. And start reminiscing and telling yeah, stories yeah, with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, there's a, a line. Believe me, out I, the I, door didn't, I didn't get and around the building. <laughs> right. But I didn't get to, No, they kept us moving. I didn't get to stay in did, later. Uh, did, did he give you a cookie and pat you on the head? No, and no. Said no, you away. You know what he did? Do you know what he did? You know what Joe did? No. Um, he I did, didn't do anything yes, wrong. Yes, you did. You did the, yeah, the, the fair like you thing. You did everything wrong. You did the, the GLers at the fair thing. You brought an item to show him. Yeah. It's like when people do that to you and you're like, okay, well, now what do I do? What, right. what is exactly this? What what's the small like. talk support? And you try to be nice, but you're like, I really don't you give like, a rat's ass. Like, I'm yeah. something similar. I really don't give a rat's ass about your picture. I'll sign it, but I don't give a damn. Well, so just keep the line moving. I, That's what you did. I thought it you was. Were ingy. Ingy. You were ingy. You, you are his you ingy. Exactly <laughs> what you ate. <laughs> what have you become? Yeah, I've, I've you become ingy. me. I, I thought he would enjoy. Oh, he's seen him all. He, he knows Richard. He's on the cup with him. Right. But I, I thought, never saw this picture before him hugging the cup. Did you bring him something from the kitchen that mom whipped yes. us? No, no, no. You want to come over? I've got more in my garage. Maybe a, a shawl that you knitted? Yes. You and ingied then, him. And then it was. You remember, remember that one yeah. time when you yeah. like scored a goal? And you were on the defense, and the guy tried to skate around you. I threw my hat on the ice, and <laughs> I really wish I wouldn't have thrown my hat because I really oh. like that hat. I was there. I hope that Brian's night. not listening. To no, this. I was there that night because I remember because I had season tickets, and I was in 114, and I had to go on like row 17, but I had to be on the island in case the place started on fire. I had an easy way to get out. <laughs> 
Which is true, by the I way. I like which is true. Sorry. Which is true. He wants to push women and children out of the way so he can save himself. Back to the baby potentially being inside the cup. You know what would have been neat is if you would have had the picture of the baby you know, sitting there, and then you could have shown the picture of Patrick Kane drinking Jägermeister out of it on a boat somewhere in, you know, five years ago. Right. <laughs> <sighs> Hockey players are the best, man. I thought I was yeah. doing the right thing. That's, yeah, see, yeah, this is he's going. The, he's hugging the cup. He's hugging. Let me tell you, you, you show him the picture and you explain. He's 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 hugging the cup. Yeah, I know. So leave me alone. <laughs> At least you gave him a story to tell his teammates when they regather this fall. Yeah, don't go to Creighton Darham Hall with a cup because there's more on show, show up with a photograph. <laughs> I thought that was very uh, generous of Ryan to share that with so many uh, Creighton and St. Paul people. How long does each that player cool. get it? Just for a weekend? Is it a week? I thought it was. Here, I'll look that up. Uh, wasn't it 48 hours? And the, I you can't do anything in 24. I didn't see any handlers, the guys with the white gloves. The cup has its own handlers. We know that because we've met them, right? They but they're like the... secret service suits. You, you, they, they're hard to spot. Yeah, but their white gloves give them away, and they're blue blazers. Oh. And I didn't see them. I, I can't believe. Maybe when a player gets the cup, it's handed off to him by the handlers, who then you know go to a motel six for two days, and then when the player's time with the cup is done, they retrieve it. All right, right. Uh, this says officially the team gets the cup for 100 days in the off season, and the tradition is that each player, as well as the coach, GM, and some of the other front office uh, front office types, gets to have the cup for a complete day within that window. They try to schedule the visits geographically if possible, just to minimize the travel involved. Um, but however, you know this can be up for debate. So if a guy needs it for more than one day. Well, if if in fact he had it for only one day, that was very gracious of him to bring it no. back to his high school. Do you want to you want to see something? Uh-huh. Do you know who Andy Wilhoyt is? I know that name. Okay, Wilhoyt's Mr. Wilhoyt was a big St. Paul attorney and great guy, good family. Rick Wilhoyt, the uh, dad's Rick. I think it, well, it's Mr. Wilhoyt, but yes, it's probably it's Rick. Rick to me. Uh, so Andy, I went to school with. Yeah, he's on a lake in Wisconsin, and look who shows up with the cup. Oh, is it Ryan? Yes. So they hung out. He came out to his house. I know you're looking at that boathouse. This is on Facebook. And they put the cup in the boat. Yep. Hung out for a while. Yep. And then you leave with a nice little plane ride out of Well, oh. wait a minute now. Joe, does the cup get its own airplane? Tell me that thing's not flying uh, coach. It's not sitting back there in steerage. It's 26B. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's yeah. got its own There's plane, Mr. right? right there. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is... Uh, he obviously had it for more than one day. Right. He couldn't have got to Cretan in that lake in the same day. And you know what I appreciate? I know you guys can't see this picture, but there's a lake with a, a boat in the background, a, a float plane, and uh, members of the Wilhoit family are sitting there with Ryan, the cups on the grass. And I don't see Rick Wilhoit with any type of pictures or anything to show them, uh, you know, yeah. to say, Ryan, look, at here's uh, here's Bobby Hull jumping in front of the goal after he scores. That would be Bobby or well, Hull or they're so all out there. Was Can Ra- we get back to the show? One, no. one final question. Was Ryan on the team last year? Yeah. So he so He's this was two, his second two visit. Two cups in a row. Or did they not do it last year because of COVID? I bet they didn't do it. Well, they certainly didn't do it at Creighton. Okay. Back to uh, dismal reality. Oh, good. Copy. Uh, Jordy alerted me to this. Harvard lecturer Carol Hooven, Harvard, took heat from her own colleagues after an appearance on Fox News this week in which she asserted that biological sex is real, 
and defended the continued use of terms like pregnant women and male and female. The ideology seems to be that biology really isn't as important as how somebody feels about themselves or feels their sex to be, Hooven told Fox and Friends Wednesday. The facts are that there are, in fact, two sexes. There are male and female, and those sexes are designated by the kind of gametes we produce. Hooven, the author of a book about testosterone, teaches human evolutionary biology at Harvard and appeared in a segment dedicated to discussing how medical schools had gone woke. Hmm. The whole thing didn't sit well with Laura Simone Lewis, the director of the Diversity and Inclusion Task Force at Harvard's Department of Human Evolutionary Biology. Lewis, who identifies on Twitter as a bluish feminist mermaid, called Hooven's defense, defense of science dangerous. I am a, <laughs> the same people that want us to always follow this science. I am appalled and frustrated by the transphobic and harmful remarks made by a member of my department in this interview with Fox and Friends, she wrote. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act, George Orwell. Truth and reality are so yesterday and dangerous relics of white oppression. Monty Python's Life of Brian pointed this out 40 years ago when Stan wanted to be called Loretta and have babies. And Jordy links me to those sites. Hmm. Can you believe this? <laughs> Can you believe this? But that's How, the world we to live To say in. a pregnant woman is a transphobic remark and harmful. <laughs> Who's the, uh, legisl uh, the uh, House representative down in St. Louis? Cori Bush? Does that name ring a bell? Sure. She she doesn't refer to uh, oh yeah a pregnant woman as a pregnant woman. Uh, I can't remember what, what oh, terms she right. came up with. But, uh, gal with a bun in the oven? No. But but you know you wonder why I pick on the academy. Uh, really, you've got something called the director of the diversity and inclusion task force at Harvard's Department of Human Evolutionary Biology. From the title of that department, are we to conclude? that it's a department of evolutionary biology, which is thus approving things like abandoning the terms men and women because we've evolved in the failed academy to be so woke and inclusive that we're now going to come up with different names for it. You're talking about birthing people. Birthing oh, people. Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That one was a doozy. At Berkeley, uh Menstrual products have to be made available to men who identify as women. <laughs> Bam! No, 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 no. That gets this one. <laughs> that is fantastic. Wow. Because men can menstruate also. Oh, they can. I didn't know that, but that's, that's what they believe. Maybe they that's can. why I haven't been feeling well. The truth, yeah. the truth <laughs> of things is really <clears throat> terribly under attack, isn't it? Just the basic yes, truths yes. of things. Well, you, and to think you can be called harmful and transphobic by calling a man a man and a woman a woman. Or a pregnant woman a pregnant woman. What's up, man? Speaking of oh, that, do it. we were talking about the Olympics before we started the show today. Did you see they're allowing that, that the transgendered woman to compete no in the way. Olympics? You, you you know the story, yes, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. It's the Laurel, lifter, right? yeah, Laurel something. Laurel and Hardy. I can't right. remember what her last name is. But I thought, I thought she was done already. Well, well, whatever. It's not important. Here, I got it right here. 
Uh, transgender athlete is eligible to compete in the Tokyo Games because of her qualifications and official IOC rules. But isn't it a man who is trans transing to a woman? Correct. Well, then how can any woman stand a chance against her? No. You train your whole life to go to the Olympics, and in comes Igor, who's now calling himself right. Dolly Parton, Igorella. and he's going to th- lift the thing 700 pounds. The 43-year-old weightlifter was chosen by New Zealand's Olympic team on June 21st for the women's 87 kilogram category and under the International Olympic Committee's current rules that state transgender women can compete in accordance with their gender identity if they meet several criteria is eligible. She is one of three transgender athletes making history in these games. There should Come be on, one the Soviet. The Soviet Union was doing that years ago when they trod out women with beards. East Germany. Oh, East Germany was yeah. doing it. Yeah. Right. yeah, East Germany. My name is Laura. Which uh, way to the say beach? What, say what you uh, what you will about Candace Owens, but she had a tweet regarding this this morning. You cannot pick your gender. You cannot pick your race. Only women can give birth. Only men have a chance of developing testicular cancer. If any of the above rings as hateful to you, you are going to have an incredibly tough life when reality catch ups with, uh, catches up with your delusion. Kenny, I'm beginning to think though that's not going to be true. How so? If this movement continues to win, if people like who's this? Uh, if people like Laura Simone Lewis at Harvard, Corey Bush can continue yeah. to get away with calling her colleague harmful and transphobic for merely speaking the truth, <laughs> then I I don't think they're going to face. Diffi- I think they're going to face a ruined country, a country that no longer will yeah. exist the way we know it. The mystery will be fully about. But it's, you have someone at Harvard, Harvard, who on Twitter is known as the bluish feminist mermaid. And she's the director of the Diversity and Inclusion Task Force at Harvard's Department of Human Evolutionary Biology. I am appalled and frustrated by the transphobic and harmful remarks made by a member of my department in this interview, she wrote. Huh. Foolish. What? <sighs> How, how are you supposed to take that person seriously on any level? But Kenny, she is being taken seriously. She's the head of a department at the world's at the at the country's most elite university, which has failed I... completely in its task. It's failed completely in its task. So, who should go after her? Because or. What do you? Well, you, a better. Okay, I'll, I'll when ask. When you're you, a mermaid, are you, are you a her? I don't know. You gotta stay in water. I, 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 because the reason I ask <laughs> is because obviously we all know a lot of different folks, including gay, lesbian, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, even trans. And as far as I know, they would all look at this lady and go, "Listen, there, mermaid. Uh, you look cute, but you're you're wrong and you're weird and and quiet your mouth." Shut I up. think if I think her ability. To call the remarks of her colleague, Carol Hooven, harmful and transphobic, and I'm not saying this lightly, uh, that suggests to me mental illness. Your, your ability to so easily <coughs> disregard the truth of a thing is not only dangerous, it suggests to me you, the cheese has slipped off the cracker a little bit. Okay. And okay. those okay. those that allow and sit there wrapped and agree with her, all they're doing is enabling that, I don't know, insanity, if you will. I think whoever approved menstrual products at Berkeley for men are mentally ill. 
are mentally right. ill. I've never in my life got my period. Either have I. I've never in my life. You have that. painted your toenails with your wife. Yes. I've done some very right. soft things and some very feminine things, but uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of ends there. You Let's are not talk sick. about some other things. You are sick to suggest such a thing. Is the person that did that mentally ill, or is the person that did that doing so because they feel the pressure of the woke society and then thus virtue signaling saying, look at how... Look at how woke I am. No, if you're a bluish feminist mermaid, you're you're the one doing the woking. You're gotcha. not feeling pressure from gotcha. anybody. That's how it goes in the relationship. Mm-hmm. He's the one doing the woking. She said she called Hooven's defense of science dangerous. <laughs> What's what no. could be da- there's nothing dangerous. How does Carol Hooven push back in her own school? How can she possibly push back inside her own failed academy? You can't. I, I don't know what you could do. It. You know. Who, you know who I would like to hear their comments. Hmm. Uh, Susan Kimberly. I bet Susan uh, Kimberly wouldn't go along with this that's, BS. You're, that's my read exactly. Well, yeah. that's that's what I was saying earlier. I, I mean, we all know right people that have transitioned, and none of them that I know are agreeing with this nonsense. You know, I invited Susan on. It's getting to be what a year ago. Yep. At the suggestion of George Latimer. Mm-hmm. They were buddies, still are, I guess. And I, I, I had a pleasant talk with her, and I can't remember the reason she was unavailable at that time. Uh, I vaguely remember. I think there was something in the news in which she became well, an important part she of. She wanted to wait it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I still think with this movement, having gone through that at a time when it, it was pretty much in its infancy, uh, I wonder how she feels about this going this far and... Would she use the word pregnant woman? I doubt if Susan Kimberly, who was a guy named... Uh, Bob Sylvester. Bob Sylvester, would think that uh, a defensive science is dangerous. I doubt if, if she would think that. I, w- I would agree with it, because I, I, I think Susan is full of uh, pretty much common sense. By so how, way, how do you defend sending your kid to Harvard for... A hundred grand a year. I was just going to go there. I have, it, I have it right in front of me. And you have... <laughs> In the staff, in the faculty, a woman who actually says a defense of science is dangerous. And yet, we're asked every day to follow the science, believe in the science, the science of the virus, the science of climate change. And here's somebody in an important position in Harvard who said, that's dangerous to defend science. The annual list price to attend Harvard University for the last calendar year, Joe, is $73,800 for all students, regardless of their residency. Mm-hmm. This fee is comp- comprised of $47,700 for tuition, $17,600 for room and board, uh, roughly $1,000 for books and supplies, and roughly $4,200 for other fees. If you take out a loan, that's 4.7%, by the way, and your interest paid on that is another $19,000. Here's what I think's happening. And I, here's what I think's happening, and maybe I'm very naive. But uh, you know, traditionally, uh, law graduates from Harvard, for example, become terribly well-known, either politically sure. or, or... And I think that... I, I think that's ending. I think that's going to end. Hmm. I think the old boy network is is certainly going to end. The good old boy network of, oh, I, I went to Harvard. Uh, you see Mitch uh, O'Donnell here down the street. He's going to take care of you and set you up as a hedge fund manager. I think that's going to fade into the background. Wow. 
Because of stuff like because this? Because you're going to come out of there too uneducated to accomplish anything important. <laughs> you brought up evolutionary scientists or biologists. What was that reference? It went right past me. What were you saying? Uh, Harvard lecturer Carol Hooven took heat from her own colleagues. Hooven is the author of a book about testosterone. She teaches human evolutionary biology at the school. Oh, 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 that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. That's what she teaches? Mm -hmm. Oh, that is very dangerous. And it's her colleague who this didn't sit well with, Laura Simone Lewis, the director of the Diversity and Inclusion Task Force at Harvard's Department of Human Evolutionary Biology, in other words, uh, Hooven's department, said her defense of science is dangerous. She went on the air and she called a man a man and a woman a woman and a, oh. and a woman who's pregnant a pregnant woman. That's dangerous, she said. That's dangerous. Uh, okay, okay. So, I'm really confused. So the blue mermaid person... <laughs> So the blue, the blue, wait, the blue mermaid yeah. person is the one that says a man is a man, a woman is a no, woman, a pregnant. No, 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 the blue me, mermaid, the the bluish feminist mermaid is is Laura Simone the one, Lewis, the, the one, one contesting her. her colleague's remark. Gotcha. gotcha Let's just gotcha. call the blue mermaid for purposes of shortening up the show. Hey, the BM. Hey, why don't you look for that on Twitter? <laughs> the BM. Go right now. Go look up bluish, bluish feminist mermaid. On Twitter. Bluish. Bluish. B L E W I S H. So, Such, the two uh, married uh, evolutionary biologists that I keep hammering you about, uh, Brett and Heather, yeah. Dark Horse Podcast. Yeah. Heather has been saying pretty much what, what the scientists there said a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and only in, in very rare cases to, does it happen. Where a person has both uh, traits of both, and we realize that that's a gene thing, deficient, gone wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And boy, is she just getting pounded for simply stating fact. Well, here's what's happening. What's getting pounded is the truth of a thing. Yeah. The, the, the truth of a thing is now looked at relatively. Does it suit my objectives to believe that truth. No, it doesn't. So therefore, I have no trouble at all ignoring the truth of a thing to come up with a completely different thing. Oh my God, it's across the board yeah, too. I know. It's not just this topic, it's fill in the blank. It's any, it's John Thompson. It's, it's, uh, it's Antifa. It's protests being called peaceful. Oh my God, it's just everything. That's what's, that's what's going on now in our society. Truth is seen as the dangerous relic of white oppression. That's how they're getting away with changing the truth of a thing by dismissing it and tarnishing it as merely something that, again, descended upon us from the flawed founding of the country. Ask me, asking me to disbelieve what I see with right. my own eyes right. and w with what I know to be fact. And I contend these are sick people. There's no, I can't go anywhere else with it. You, you have to be mentally ill 
to tell me that that woman is dangerous because she called a man a man and a woman a woman. That's, you're sick. Be, you're a sick human being. Bluish we should be giving them a giving them a cookie, patting them on their head, mm-hmm. sending them away, or getting them help. Just like Ryan Those, McDonough did with Joe yesterday. Right, exactly. Or Saturday. He, he didn't even know who the, I was. No. The guy with the picture. Say, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, do I you have some fanfare, please? Oh, some, wait. Some, uh, sort of yeah, fanfare. let's do it right here, sir. Yeah, I'll take anything. There we go. Red Savoy Pizza's nice. back. Yes, they are. You know what else is almost back? College football season. And but, let's face ma. it, Red Savoy Pizza's got that figured out. Do you want to hunker down in front of the TV mm-hmm. on a nice fall day with the, some Red Savoy Pizza? Uh, our very own Golden Gophers start the season with a big game September 2nd against Ohio State. And as an official sponsor of Gopher Athletics, Red Savoy even made commercials starring head coach P.J. Fleck that Reds will share on their Facebook. Nice. Mm. Turns out P.J. Fleck's favorite Red Savoy pizza is pepperoni and green olives, but no matter what your favorite is, all GLers can get their hands on some delicious Red Savoy soda-style pizza just in time for the oncoming football season. Visit SavoyPizza.com and use code ELITE. That's one word, elite, to get five bucks off on any order of $30 or more. And the offer is available only through the Red Savoy app or website. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they've been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. So... We see them all over the country and uh, at the lakes in the summer, on the lakes in the winter, ATVs and side-by-sides, more popular than ever right now. I'm talking Rangers, Mavericks, uh, Polaris Sportsmen, Outlanders, Pioneers, Ranchers, Defenders, the Razors. Oh, you can go airborne in one of those. So fun. Your extended family, your friends, they're all getting them. Why? Well, it's simple. It's motorized family recreation. That's why. And nothing is better than that. Spending time outside, recreating with the spouse, the kids, making memories that will last forever. And your friends at Moon Motorsports up in Monticello, down in Monticello, wherever you're at, they've been helping to create those memories for over 50 years now. Family owned and operated the entire run. They are our Polaris, Can-Am, Honda, Yamaha, BMW, 
Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Polaris, Skidoo, and now Husqvarna experts here in Minnesota. Moon Motorsports, they're offering sales, service, and parts to support all your motorized family recreational needs. You can check them out in Monticello. They're on the south side of 94, just a hop west of 25, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. The city of Portland cannot recruit police <laughs> to populate a division to combat rising gun violence. And are any of us shocked? Uh, the city of Chicago, uh, as of December 31st, the city recorded 774 murders in 2020 oh. and 3,237 gunshots. Jeez. Uh, and here, of course, there is the defund the police movement. And I've always wondered, or we've always been speculating, we've always wondered, well, that can't possibly <clears throat> happen. The, the, the average right. taxpaying citizen of Minneapolis is going to wake up and, and not allow this to happen. But there's a letter to the editor today in the Minneapolis Tribune uh, by a fellow. And if he is representative of many of his friends and neighbors, uh, they very well could oust Fry and get rid of the police department. Now, he writes, I am employed by one of the 450 companies counted in the membership of the Minneapolis Downtown Council. It is frustrating to see my employer participate in a conservative issue advocacy campaign in the city where my family and I reside. Uh, this guy's name is Charlie Najedli. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Let me stop right there. Uh, see, he, he sees the idea of maintaining a police department as a conservative issue. Sure, right. Second paragraph. The issue, of course, is public safety. In his recent commentary, why the defund amendment must be defeated, Steve Kramer, president and CEO of the Downtown Council, reminded us that his organization stands for the status quo in response to the Minneapolis Police Department's record of failure. I find that sentence disingenuous. Kramer is not defending the status quo in response to the Minneapolis Police Department's record of failure, which is statistically not significant. He is defending the status quo in response to the rise in crime. City council and community leaders are working toward transforming our public safety model, though Kramer engages this conversation only superfluously superficially in this article and dismisses such efforts as bumper sticker philosophy. In reality, the desire for progressive change through a holistic public health and safety solution oh my God. is so strong <laughs> that the Yes for Minneapolis oh. campaign collected and submitted signatures from more than 20,000 city voters earlier this year in wintertime during a pandemic, no less, earning a spot on this year's ballot. I am proud to have signed this petition and should the Charter Amendment pass, I look forward to our city investing its resources in better systems designed to actually keep us all safe. <laughs> if you're like me in this regard, and you work for a member organization of the Downtown Council, I encourage you to ask a decision maker in your office why, either passively through membership dues or more actively behind closed doors, they support continued investment in a broken department. Wow. What he's saying is... The police chief's role is mm -hmm, to be yeah. able to have a vision yep. of what it means yep. for us to have a strong um, focus yep. on what should police be focusing on.
Got all well, that. this guy, Charlie Najedli, Najedli, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Charlie. He sounds like a, a, a an educated, articulate, employed guy. Uh, we don't know well, that. Well, no, I can, I'm going to base that <laughs> on his letter. So I just said earlier, if, if he is more representative than we think of a typical Minneapolis resident, the city's got no chance. Sell your house. Now. It's got no chance. Uh, Kenny, you were just did the smartest thing you ever did in your life. What When you were reading that, Such, all I could think of was the great Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. This guy has not been punched in the face nope. yet. Not yet. Crime has not come to his front door yet. His car keys and his phone hasn't been snatched from him. He hasn't been kicked in the ribs as he's laying there bleeding from the punch he just took to the face. This guy has no idea. Sure, Joe, he's educated. He's educated by the failed academy. Well, Big but deal. We, we, but we don't he know can what... string a few words together and write a letter, Joe. He's got no idea what's going on in the real world. It's obvious. Go ahead. Well, Pedestrians were mowed down on purpose in downtown Minneapolis. They sure were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and, you know, good thing that wasn't Charlie walking along the sidewalk there. Uh, if 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 he is representative of of a great many of his friends and neighbors, they're going to vote for Sheila Nazad. And they're going to get mm. what what's coming to them. I'm sorry to put it that way, but you know, chickens are going to come home to roost. Well, I told you I've been. You know, I followed the Uptown uh, Crime Facebook page, and I think a lot of people have had their eyes opened. I I, I do think there are still going to be people like this this knucklehead, but I think a lot of people, when this wave hit Uptown, their eyes were open well, big time. I should have. Uh, that Kramer piece was written in the Star Tribune July 28, and uh, I should have brought it in. Maybe maybe I'll go. Uh, maybe we maybe we should take a break and I'll go print it out. Or rookie, just look it up right now. Okay. See what Steve Kramer was doing. Hold Let me on, get I it. Think I have it. Yeah. That's a Wednesday. Okay. Well, here, can I read you one thing from this uptown? As long as we're yeah. on this subject. Yeah. Here's your problem in Minneapolis in a nutshell. At 4 a.m., this was uh, just last night or this morning, I should say. Police recovered a previously carjacked vehicle on West 29th Street from Pleasant to Pillsbury. A Dodge Dart was carjacked Sunday on Lake Street. They had also spotted it in the area a bit earlier. In custody is Salvador Alexander Valverde, 24, on probable cause of aggravated robbery. Valverde was just convicted last August in two separate felony cases, cases, weapons, and auto theft. Valverde received a stay of imposition on both convictions by Judge Hillary Lindell Calu- Caliguri. Felony sentence were not imposed. Instead, Valverde was placed on probation and spun out the door. Well, there you are. There you go. That's that, your that's city your in a nutshell right there. This guy had two felony charges that were both dropped, and he was sent on his way. When are people going to start to, I'm not a big lawsuit guy, when are people going to start to sue the city? Well, Don they Samuels has, they and he have. won, and they have to hire more police. But I said this last week, these judges have got to be held accountable for this crap. <clears throat> Because it's only going to get worse. The piece that Steve Kramer, president and CEO of the Downtown Council, wrote was the equivalent of what Harvard lecturer Carol Hooven took heat for. She took heat for calling a man a man and a woman a woman. Okay. And what Kramer is now taking heat for, at least from this one letter writer, 
is telling the truth of the thing. The city's in trouble and we'd be crazy to get rid of the police department. That truth of a thing is in the in the letter writer's eyes is not a truth of a thing. All he can focus on is the police department's record of failure. They have no record of failure. They have failed occasionally and and, and in the uh, George Floyd case uh, phenomenally failed. and prosecuted. And now he's going to spend most of the rest of his life if not all the rest of his life in jail. Exactly. So where where is the where is the model uh, where is the uh, record of police failure? When you have rising crime rates in Minneapolis, where, where is the record? He has, Kramer stated the truth of a thing. He's trying to defend and support the city of Minneapolis and the employment there and the commerce there and the people who do business there. And he's, he's made a mockery of by this woke fellow mm-hmm. who, who believes that the uh, yes, he even t- attaches great credibility to yes for Minneapolis, which was funded by George Soros. And on a side, do you think it's really that wise for this guy to write a, a letter to the editor in the biggest news publication in the state ripping his own employer? You think that's wise? Well, again, I have no idea what this guy does for a living. No, but his employer knows who he is. Right, right. Well, and maybe he's maybe he's high up in the organization. Who knows? I have no idea. But all I know is he's challenging the truth of a thing. He's providing an alternative truth. That's outrageous. I don't think I live. You far got the Kramer away. piece, Kenny? I can't find. You're going to have to give me more time. I'll, I can find it. I'll just go. Uh, I'll go get it, it and, and I'll show you what I mean by what. I'm sorry I didn't bring it in last week. Well, you know those things happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you something right now. Right now at Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen. What do you got, bro? Well, 0% for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagen vehicles. That does not include the electric ID4. Uh, the new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. Uh, 0% for up to 72 months on Fiats. 0% for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. It's a multi-generational dealership. They don't own 40 stores. Schmel's Countryside on Maplewood on the southeast corner of Highway 36 and 61. It's one of the oldest Volkswagen dealers in the state, if not the oldest. I've purchased many cars there. I've purchased many different brands there, including Saabs, because they used to be a Saab dealership also. Now it's Volkswagen, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. I have enjoyed every one of those vehicles, and I will continue to, because I enjoy the people there, and I enjoy the service. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzFiat.com, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com. Blue cheese. A little blue cheese on that corn? This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Well, thanks to GLers with cylinders, these seafoam ads pretty much write themselves. Uh, This one actually just arrived about an hour ago from Kevin in Wisconsin. Haven't mowed my three acres outside of Hudson about two months due to the drought. Saturday, I fired up my 26-year-old John Deere GT275 to mow down a few weeds. Started right away, but as soon as I engaged the PTO, it sputtered and stalled, and then it wouldn't restart. So I went over to Walmart, bottle a bottle of seafoam, put about a quarter of it in, Started the mower, let her run for 20 minutes, hopped on, engaged the PTO, and it ran like a charm. Problem solved. 
It's just that easy. Thank you, Kevin. And thanks to Seafoam from basically all of us, the entire world, we're thanking you, Seafoam, for number one, being so readily available around the world, and true, just for creating a wonderful, wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Here's the Steve Kramer article that is being contested by the letter writer today in the uh, Star Tribune. Uh, the voters in Minneapolis face a big decision in November now that the city council has finalized language for the yes for Minneapolis-sponsored ballot question. As a longtime resident and involved citizen, there are several reasons I plan to vote no. I won't read you the whole thing, but here are his reasons. Uh, no reform. Uh, the organization behind Yes for Minneapolis aren't for reforming policing. They want it abolished. No plan. There is no plan for what comes next. Should the yes for, for Minneapolis pass? None. And, and the letter writer can't provide any evidence of a plan. Okay. Uh, to give a hint of what they might think is sufficient to provide for safety in Minneapolis, on their resource page, the groups advocating for this change identify the city's 311 line, United Way 211, Minnesota's poison control system, references to Narcan and CPR training and other like responses. All of these are helpful but hardly what is required to deal with the spike in gun violence, homicides, domestic assaults, property crimes, and civil unrest across Minneapolis. Uh, another reason, no need. One argument made is that this amendment is necessary to add non-policing strategies to the overall approach to safety in Minneapolis. Not true. Community crime prevention staff have been part of MPD for decades. More recently, violence prevention and mental health uh, Focused intervention have been funded and are underway across the city. No safety. Add it all up, and a vote for the Yes for Minneapolis amendment would make Minneapolis less safe. We can't successfully build MPD into the department our chief envisions with him gone. Reform efforts will be stalled by creating a bureaucracy from scratch with no guiding plan and too many people with con conflicting views in charge. Yeah, I forgot the first reason he was going to vote no. No chief. Madaria Arredondo is a Minneapolis kid who puts his heart and soul into keeping our city safe. Years ago, he had the fortitude to sue his own department for discriminatory practices. More recently, he showed the world how an ethical police officer uh, tears down the blue wall of silence when an officer crosses a line of acceptable conduct. Arredondo's commitment to transform the Minneapolis Police Department into a more effective, just, and trusted force should be upheld and supported. Instead, the Yes for Minneapolis Amendment eliminates his job. That's backwards. No transparency. I find it ironic, Kramer writes, that the promoters of Yes for Minneapolis now object to a straightforward, accurate portrayal of what they have in mind. Could it be that obfuscation is their only path to pulling one over on the voters? Most people don't like to be misled, yet that's what appears to be the emerging campaign tactic for passage of this amendment. The antidote, vigorous factual debate about the most serious issue facing Minneapolis in this year's election. I don't often think how much more productive it would be, uh, it would have been had city council members in early June of last year when speaking at Powderhorn Park identified both and at their, as their rallying cry for all of us work together rather than unfurl the polarizing defund police banner. Too late now, but not too late to turn away the byproduct of all that bumper sticker philosophy and reject the yes for Minneapolis Charter Amendment. And this is, this is, this is held in, in some degree of ridicule by a letter writer, gainfully employed member of a downtown business, okay. who calls this uh, a conservative movement. 
that that Kramer only re- represents a conservative view of safety. I don't think so. Well, but again, if this guy is representative of a lot of people in Minneapolis, Minneapolis is over. It's over. Yep. It right. so quite seriously is doomed. And these knuckleheads who want to bring this about, they do not have a plan. And they'll be the first ones to run screaming and crying for a cop or private security if they face danger. Well, that's what my hope for Minneapolis is people are just ignoring this and not being smart about it. And they need to be poked or prodded to to start chiming in because the lefties are getting all the publicity. Read the whole paragraph, the whole thing under uh, the heading No Reform. I think it's an eye-opener. Read the whole thing there. The organizations behind Yes for Minneapolis aren't for reforming policing. They want it abolished. Their own leaders say so. On July 15, Miski Noor and Candace Montgomery, speaking for Black Visions Collective and Reclaim the Block, in the publication In These Times, wrote, We understand that abolition is the long game. We're in it for as long as it takes. If the real long-term goal is abolition, we can't look to the leaders of Yes for Minneapolis to help now with the hard work of reform. That's just not what they're interested in. Why work to improve something you fundamentally don't believe in? For voters who think no police department is better than a transformed one, this amendment is for you. But if that is your view, please read my next point. And that was his discovery that there really is no plan here. They have no plan. They, re- they are you- reacting viscerally to the George Floyd murder, okay, okay. and they don't want cops. All cops are bad. We don't want a police and like, force. And like Rookie just said, or maybe you said it, they're going to be the first ones to go running yeah. and crying and screaming for help. Well, we already saw it with, uh, was it Jenkins? Yeah. They all no, was yeah. it Lisa Bender? Or maybe, well, it was probably all of them. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Reavers, do you have your Twitter open? Um, I the do. Reverend Tim had an interesting tweet an hour or so ago. Okay, we'll pull up Rev. Something about. Was he ripping us again? Many, no, I'm kidding. No. Uh, oh, yeah, three hours about, ago. Let's just say it's a yes vote to dismantle the police in November. Can the officers walk right after the vote? Asking because I need to know how many more mags I have to carry with me. Right. <laughs> mags as in magazines full of ammo to, to defend himself. Yep. The letter writer is offering an alternative to truth, and he finds it uh, worthy of his ridicule that the head of the uh, downtown council would defend the status quo, which is the actual presence of police officers. Yeah, safety, the status yeah. quo. The status right. quo is trying to stop safety. your car from getting carjacked. But he sees, a holistic, in the face. he sees a holistic way to bring this about. You know what, pal? <laughs> You're full of B as in B, S as in S. You can keep telling yourself that, but when you go down to Murray's or whatever, hopefully... No, no, there won't be any Murray's to go to. That's really bad. Who, who, yeah, who's going to want to stay open? Are you kidding me? La- uh, who Was it you, Kenny, telling me about... No, it was another guy telling me about the uh, the street racing in downtown Minneapolis is getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. The burnout mm-hmm. contests and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then, the, uh, was it Saturday night that... It, uh, a female driver of a car purposely ran down two people? Yeah. Uh, How's this, Such? Uh The guy's doing burnouts, whipping uh, S's, as we say, doing a donut, you know, burning it out. Passenger sitting outside of the passenger window, you know, feet in the car, mm-hmm. butt in the window, 
shooting his firearm mm-hmm. straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in Minneapolis at night. It might as well be 1860. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, the OK we, we Corral. Need, we need Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Isn't that something? I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gun for at the OK Corral. Oh, it's a shame that... Uh, but boy, this this uh, Charlie's letter really has me thinking it, because I've been wondering who possibly could buy this nonsense. Well, he does. Yep. I don't know how. And he's not alone, Joe. Satire? Potential no. satire? No. You thinking they're dug no, in? No, that's real. No they're way. I, I okay. didn't. Want, these... I didn't even have to play real or satire okay. with that. That's real. One of these uh, accounts, these uh, scanner accounts, that report every little fart they hear on the scanner. <laughs> From time to time, they'll uh, they'll replay. Listeners and viewers, readers, etc., will send in clips of the gunfire, the gunshots in their neighborhood. It sounds like opening day of duck hunting out in the country. Yeah. I mean, just barrage and barrage after uh, after one another of shots. It's amazing to hear that. Too many Mysterians are asking us to disbelieve the truth of a thing. Steve no. Kramer wrote The Truth of a Thing, that you people have no plan, you want to abolish police, you want to get rid of the police chief, and but you have no plan in place right. to replace it. That is the truth of a thing. The status quo that he defends, which is ridiculed, is the truth of a thing. We've gotten this far because we have a police department. You have no plan to replace the police department. Mysterians can get into their heads the idea that it's perfectly acceptable for them to disbelieve their own eyes. I did see a... Um Kenny, in, in reference to what you were saying a little bit ago, a couple of weeks ago, someone had uh, posted, I don't know if it's a transcript or I don't know how this information is obtained, but they had shot spotter information in the city of Minneapolis. And in six months in the city of Minneapolis, there were over 12,000 rounds. That is way more than you hear in the country. People used to visit visit in the country on weekends and go, what's with all the shooting? And you know, ah, it's pheasant season or it's duck season right. or, you know, the neighbors right. shredding cardboard a uh, half a mile away. <laughs> now there's no shots in the country because none of us want to waste any of our ammo. And it's just nonstop in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. Where are all these punks getting the ammunition anyway? We know the answer to that. DK Meggs? Well, no, but no. You, you know how they're obtaining it. Well, yeah. They're not obtaining it legally. Let's just put it that not way. Through the legal process, right. <laughs> so pass as many gun laws as you want. Did you see where Obama's <laughs> throwing himself a 60th birthday party? Oh, nice. Should we send him a card? At, at his compound on uh, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. And big, some big hitters are going, and, and Pearl Jam's going to play. Why isn't he having his buddy? Isn't he doing the podcast with the boss? Uh, the, Springsteen. Yeah, Springsteen's not playing. Pearl Jam is. Huh. Now, my only point about that is, great. I'm, I wish I had a $12 million house on Martha's Vineyard. I think it's fantastic. Right. And, and I think it's fantastic that all your friends are going to be flying in there on their private jets. Sure. And I think it's fantastic that you hired Pearl Jam to play. And I think it's fantastic that you tell me you're going to follow all the virus protocols, which is utter nonsense. You're right. not going to have a party like that with those the beautiful people and have them walk around with masks on. Where's the party? All I want to say is, Barack, you don't get to lecture me on anything. Right. Wait, so that's not a super spreader? 
No, it's, these are Democrats. Yeah, okay, yeah, so we're good. Okay, got gotcha. Gotcha. Only Republicans. I, I guarantee you, though, Sturgis coming up yeah. this oh, yeah. month. That'll be ridiculous. Super spreader. Yeah. Super spreader. When does that start? Is that an, an it's always mid-August. Okay. You going? Where's I did it party? once, man, and once is all you need. Got it. Yeah. But I think it's fantastic. I'd throw a party, too, if I had that kind of dough and that kind of house. It's a sweet house. Ever see the picture of it? No. Oh, it's just Fantasyville right there on right. Martha's Vineyard. It's, it's just it's heavenly. It's Give me a break. I don't think it's it is. Put- it's cottage-like. It's just a S- big cottage. Suit. It's putrid. It's yeah. gross. Well, it's offensive. There's, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> but just don't tell me, Brock, after all your pals, Steven Spielberg and everybody flies in on private jets, don't lecture me. Hmm. I don't care that you're having the party. I think it's fantastic. But shut up. Yeah. You can't get off to such a great quick start. You said twice getting to net zero is going to be hard, really hard. And uh, just remind everybody that 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 will depend on whether or not we have some breakthrough technologies and breakthrough innovations, number one. Mm -hmm. But even if we get to net zero, we still have to get carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. So this is a bigger challenge than a lot of people have, have, have sort of really grabbed onto yet. He's got to fight the war, Mr. Kerry. Well, he's got to fight wow. the battle. Throw some money at Get the environment. Get to buy the, by the uh, carbon credits. None of what they're up to has anything to do with the environment. Nothing. Do you, do you think Buzzkill Kerry was invited or not? Uh, I bet he was. I don't know. He is kind of a poop, though, isn't he? He, he wouldn't be yeah. that fun to have at the party. No. Yeah. No, he's Where's the guy the that party? would go out. I smell weed. Somebody's smoking weed. Eddie Vedder, I saw him. (laughs) Don't smoke him around me. I have to go home, and Teresa will be very upset that I smell like smoke. Yeah. Say, Center Point of Mendota Heights is a commercial office park. Uh, You're thinking hard and seriously about not only bringing everybody back to work, but where you will work. Where are we going to go? This is, uh, it's in Mendota. It's an eight-building campus in a park-like setting. It's beautiful. They're all single-story. They're all customizable. You can make them uh, suitable for whatever your needs are. Your parking is right in front and free. You're not fighting parking ramps in downtown Minneapolis. You're not waiting for elevators in downtown Minneapolis. And you're not dodging somebody driving a car that wants to mow you down on Nicollet Island. Or Nicollet, uh, what's the word? What's the word I want? Nicollet. Nicollet Avenue. Nicollet Avenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Each space has its own bathroom, of course. You're not sharing with other companies. Uh, patios are available for lunch. It's gorgeous with easy access to the airport, both downtowns, highways 55, 62, 494, and 35E. You might as well get back to work where you're going to be comfortable working and safe working. For more info, visit escapetomendota.com. Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater is the only place in the metro to make a great day even better. Get yourself a fine cigar. It's the place to stock up. They stock in a wide variety of cigars, and they have a lovely smoking lounge, state-of-the-art ventilation system, and the guys at Sodi's, why, they can help you pick out the right cigar, the cigar that's going to lead to an afternoon of joy. And as frequent customers uh, know, you can sign up for a special membership. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker in the store. It's just yours and only yours. It comes with a key and a 15% discount on all store merchandise, including cigars. 
They're really easy to find, located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. Turn south off of Highway 36 onto Osgood, and then you'll see Sodi Cigar and Pipe immediately right there on your right. You'll also find them on the web at SodiCigars.com. And please, when you stroll in, uh, in there, tell them that the dummies at Garage Logic sent you. And now a man who's on more than he's off, Joe Zuzure. Ain't that the Maple, truth? MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. That's the web address of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The new location, brick and mortar, as they say, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Suite 106. 106 excuse me. And really, the only other thing that you need to know, Liberty Safe, the best, strongest, biggest, best-selling safe in the country and made, you know, right here in the United States of America. I actually had a chance to check out a Liberty Safe at a friend's house over the weekend and from the outside. You'd never be able to tell that it had as many firearms as it did inside. I was blown away. I myself, I'd prefer to fill it with cash or gold, but hey, you be you. Uh, but you got to stay in, uh, stop into Maple Grove Lock and, and Safe. You got to talk to Rich. He's the owner operator, and then get fitted with a Liberty Safe of your own. And you know what? Fill it up with whatever. You know what? If you want to put pickles in it, go ahead. Or firearms, wheat pennies, whatever. Uh, Rich, he's fantastic. His shop in Maple Grove is the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe. It's maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Joe, over the weekend, I listened to your podcast from July 21st. You and the guys were talking about how rare it is becoming for people, especially youngsters, to say thank you. Up until a few years ago, I taught Sunday school uh, to the high school kids at our church, I used to like to give them some type of challenge for the week, then ask how it went when we would get back together the next week. One such challenge was to encourage them to say, you're welcome, whenever someone thanked them, rather than something like, no problem, or yup. Uh, the kids came back with some interesting tales. Saying you're welcome, or even my pleasure, is very different from the more benign responses. Saying you're welcome indicates that you did something gladly, and a commitment or offer to do it again. Just one of those interesting aspects of human communication. Good luck, Glenn, sec stationary engineer for Gumption County Power and Light and part-time propulsion engineer aboard the Spoon Lake Ferry. Nice. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. Of what? When oh. someone says thank you to me, I say no problem. Or don't worry about it. Or I, I, I should I just you. say you're welcome. Yeah. You're, welcome. Say you're welcome. Yeah, You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, no problem, Tiger. You know what a lot of young people say when you're when they're taking your order or something? You might say, I'll have a I'll have an Arnie Palmer. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. I also I always want to tell them the Grand Canyon is awesome. Me getting an Arnold Palmer iced tea is not awesome. Well, depending upon the situation. Well. Actually they were just happy that you were just getting a virgin. You tea. know what else a lot of young people like to say? Hmm. Hi, I'm Julia. Woo. All hail the flashlight king. <laughs> hail you! Kenny, I need your help here. Hail you. Uh, while sitting around the propane stove, no campfires, my 27-year-old son and I were figuring out our cylinder index. We're at 40 until he asked me if gas pistons for a firearm count. We await your ruling. Good luck, Diane and Eric. Uh, my initial uh, response would be no, because they don't combust anything, do they? They they launch the bullet. Kenny, your uh, your microphone's off. Kenny, your mic's not on. 
Well, thank God you didn't hear what I had to say about Julia then, because oh. uh, I was <laughs> getting ready to write up an apology. Uh, no, you're right. Y- your instincts are correct, Such. Yeah. Y- you're right. You cannot count a uh, a gas piston for a firearm. How do they work? Is it air or? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, poof. Okay, yeah. then that's that doesn't combust fuel. Nice try, though. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work. Hmm. Uh, John wants to know, how long until indoor plumbing gets canceled? I'm not sure if this has ever been discussed on the show, but I was driving to the hardware store to pick up a double female hose connector to hook up to the uh, spigot to my hose reel. I had a scary thought. If gender and uh, labels are bad, according to the woke crowd, what will happen to all of the female and female connectors for your home's plumbing? Maybe indoor plumbing will be canceled next. (laughs) Nothing would surprise me, John. Nothing would surprise me. Uh, Americana from Paul. Hey, let's go, Paulie. He was the one who took off to Idaho with the kid last week and brought the trunk load yeah, of. Uh, you know, oh yeah. It just hit pause a second. Okay. You haven't lived until you've had to use an outhouse in July when it's a hundred degrees out, and that outhouse has been sweltering for a while, mm. so it's given off an aroma, hmm. and the mosquitoes and the flies are biting your ass. You just haven't lived. Until you've uh, experienced well, that, thank you, you for you that. Ex- you experienced that growing up in the prairie in a sod hut, correct, Such? Yes, I did. Yeah, paints quite a good picture, doesn't it? Joe, Paul, in Idaho. So the kid I used to have and I made the drive out here to Idaho and got to his new house about 4 p.m. The lawn was terrible. Lisa Bender, terrible. At least a <laughs> month and a half without it being mowed. Woo! The neighbors were out each mowing their lawns. They stopped and came over and introduced themselves, and we talked to a few. One of them offered to loan the use of his mower, and we gratefully accepted. We mowed and talked to some more neighbors. Everyone was friendly and helpful. I think he's going to like it here. Need to get some hoses and get watering. No watering restrictions here. The Snake River looks pretty high, but that could be the dams for electricity. The cooler with Grunhoffers made it just fine until because everything was still good and solid. Can I ask for uh, uh, some shorter shows this week? I don't know what I will when I will have time to listen. Never mind. I'll catch up when I fly back on the airplane. Sorry. He wants shorter <laughs> shows. Okay. But he took a load of Grunhoffers with him out to Idaho. Uh, who doesn't? Everyone that comes here and listens to the show makes a run to Grunhoffers, either in Hugo at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61 or the new store in Forest Lake across from the quick trip on Highway 97. In either case, it's the greatest meat and has been since the year 2007. The brats, the burgers, the Wagyu steaks, the thick-cut bacon, the ham and the salmon, and the seasonings. It's all wonderful stuff. Uh, And again, nothing but quality since 2007 when Spencer decided to go off on his own. Cut to order bacon, Cut to Joe. order. Cut to order bacon. It's Double just, smoked it's hams. fantastic stuff. Rook, when they're sizing up the bacon fruit, you go, and they're starting to measure the thickness, you just keep going, keep going. Keep going keep all the way. Going. Open up that throttle. <laughs> and just give me the hunk. Yeah. Give me the hunk of bacon. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. GLers love it. They gather there mostly on Saturdays, but all week long, because the grilling season is all week long. Mm-hmm. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, and the new Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake. Uh, by the way, before we go. We're not going. I have to do this. I might, I'm might. i going to give you a homework assignment. Oh, Why no. me? Well, I'm the one that's supposed to be giving because the he's the uh, he, He's the one that you've invited on the show a couple of times Ooh. discussing COVID-19. Oh. Joe Biden. Biden's uh, top COVID advisor, yeah. Michael Ulsterholm, okay. was just on CNN. Yep. 
and admitted the masks people are wearing don't work against COVID. Mm-hmm. That's so. quite a, a that's quite a statement for Mike. Yeah. So we should. Uh, that might be a. Doesn't topic that contradict with... Fauci? It sure does, Joe. That's why it's a homework assignment. <laughs> well, I have people I can talk to. You Got do. It. Got I it. do. Okay. Oh. All right. Only. Only. Where? Where do they come Only. from? Because they come to us all the way from Marlowe. Marloth Park in Pumalanga, South <laughs> Africa, Close from enough. Tom yep. Lyman. It's on this day in history. This is August 2nd, right? Yes, and it is. On this day in 1873, the Canadian government negotiates with Canadian First Nations on U.S. territory when the Lieutenant Governor of Manitoba meets with 1,000 Indigenous people at Harrison's Creek in the Northwest Angle. Uh, on this day in 1874, August 2nd, George W. Nims, a student at the Seabury Divinity School in Faribault, attempts to assassinate Bishop Henry Whipple. During a church service, Nim rises from the congregation, walks into the chancel, and points the pistol at Whipple. Luckily, he had forgotten to cock the hammer, giving bystanders enough time to tackle and subdue him. Whipple had turned him down for ordainment with his class as he had shown signs of being mentally unbalanced. What? Judged insane, he is sent to the asylum in St. Peter. I missed the church. Which church did you mention in Faribault? Uh, the Seabury Divinity School in Faribault. Seabury Divinity. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that became... I'll have to look that up. I think that was the proper assessment by that individual. And on this day in 1928, President Calvin Coolidge visited Virginia, Minnesota and toured the iron mines. Oh. And also on this day... Today? This day, August, August 2nd, 2nd 1956... Albert Wilson, the last surviving Union veteran of the Civil War, died in Duluth at age 106. Wilson had enlisted in the 1st Minnesota Heavy Artillery when he was 16, serving as a drummer boy. He was the model for a bronze figure on the memorial to the Grand Army of the Republic at Gettysburg, although he did not fight there. Wilson moved to Duluth in 1905 and remained active in the GAR for decades. Mm. What's the GAR? The... uh G-A-R. What is that? What's that an acronym for? I'm trying to... I'm looking up the church. Oh, Grand Army of the Republic. Okay. Remained active. Joe, what what year did he die? 1956. 56? Yep. He's 106. Uh, I used to like to make the analogy that my grandparents knew people that fought in the Civil War, you know, just to tie us all together and yeah. that it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But 56, hell, my my dad could have known somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. Right. 1865 it ended. Wow. My dad could have known people who fought in the Civil War. That is amazing. Not to mention wow. his parents. Right. Right. So it's, well, it 1956, is he it was is 105, that's 51, so... 1841. I wonder if this he is the born. church that became uh, Shattuck, the hockey wow, school. Maybe, maybe. That's what I'm looking up. Yeah. I, I, I don't find it that interesting. Well, I was unaware of yeah. it even existing. That's why I was curious. Yeah. Well, we're going to make uh, clear off this desk now and turn it into the Monday Night Sports Talk Forum. Yes, it is. Yeah, get off the table, Is Pat here today? Yeah, he texted me a little bit ago asking okay. what time what time we wrapping her up. Let's go. Thank you, GLers. <laughs> hey, think thanks so. a lot, GLers. If you haven't been given enough, you can go to PodMN on your smartphone or PodMN on your computer, as I say, each and every time to close out this broadcast. 
And when you do, you're going to find a podcast that suits you. There's many likable podcasts. Find something that you would like to listen to other than Garage Logic. There's a new Table Talk version, three fresh versions. And you can get that at Podcast One or on Apple, wherever you listen to your Apple podcasts. Also, Reavers Every Day puts a little clip on the Garage Logic YouTube page. Something informative, something silly. Sometimes Rookie has his shirt off. I did have my shirt off. Uh, sometimes I'm helping people in the studio do hardware work. That's right. Repair work. Check that out. Garage Logic YouTube page. We'll see you next time, Ross. See you, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>